how I do it. Botulinum toxin for cervical dystonia by Dr. Shalini Shaw from the University of California, Irvine. While some postures of cervical dystonia are very visible, some complex features may lead to delayed diagnosis and treatment due to difficulty in identification. In this article, I hope to clarify the mystery in appropriate diagnosis of the correct type of cervical dystonia postures as well as share botulinum toxin injection treatment pearls to correct these rotational postures. Visuals are key to understanding dystonia, so I attempted to place as many illustrations to help guide the reader with correct posture diagnosis and muscle identification. According to a study evaluating characteristics in 300 patients with cervical dystonia, approximately 66% of patients present with a combination of postures. The importance of knowing and having a thorough understanding of these postures and terminologies to provide the correct treatment to the appropriate laterality of muscle groups cannot be overstated. The four most common postures of cervical dystonia are torticollis, rotated, 82% of patients, laterocollis, to the side, 42% of patients, retrocollis, backward, 29% of patients, enterocollis, forward, 25% of patients. Remember, 66% of patients will present with a combination of postures. The largest observational study of cervical dystonia, numbering 1037, demonstrated that from time of onset of symptoms to diagnosis was a mean of 5 years and an additional mean of 1.2 years from diagnosis to any treatment. 89% of patients will present with neck pain and 66% will have a head tremor. Commonly mistaken differential diagnoses include cervical spondylosis, myofascial pain, or Parkinson's. While the focus of this article is more about injection techniques, I wanted to share a great reference article by Konsky and others, which may aid in understanding cervical dystonia more thoroughly. Figure 2 demonstrates the muscles commonly involved in cervical dystonia. Muscle Identification Let's begin with the most commonly seen posture, torticollis. In torticollis, there are contralateral and ipsilateral muscles to identify and inject. This is the only posture that requires you to understand contra versus ipsa injections. Ipsilateral is defined as the same side as the rotational direction of the patient's head. Figure 3 represents the clinical presentation of contralateral versus ipsilateral muscle involvement. In Figure 3, ipsilateral is the patient's left. Ipsilateral Splenius capitis Levator scapulae Longissimus Rectus capitis posterior major, not approved Oblicus capitis, not approved Contralateral Sternocleidomastoid Upper trapezius Scalene anterior Semispinalis cervicis, not approved for toxin injection Multifidus not approved for toxin injection. Laterocollis, ipsilateral injection only. In laterocollis, the following muscles are injected ipsilaterally. 
Note the characteristic of the posture is a tilt rather than a rotation. Levator scapulae, upper trapezius, scalene anterior, middle, and posterior, sternocleidomastoid, splenius capitis, splenius cervicis, longissimus, multifidus, not approved for injection, anterocollis, bilateral injections in symmetric muscle groups. While three major muscle groups are involved in enterocollis, scalene complex, longus capitis, rectus capitis, only one complex is approved for toxin injection, scalene complex. Retrocollis. This extension posture requires bilateral symmetric injection in the following muscle beds. Levator scapulae, upper trapezius, longissimus, splenius capitis, splenius cervicis, semispinalis capitis. As you may have noticed, several muscle groups are identified as injection targets for all or many of the above postures. Therefore, we will focus on injection pearls for the most commonly injected muscle targets. Sternocleidomastoid. This muscle unilaterally tilts the head ipsilaterally and rotates contralaterally. It also extends the head and pulls the neck forward. Therefore, it is a target in anterocollis, laterocollis, and torticollis. This muscle can be localized with contralateral rotation of the head. Note that you may find the sternocleidomastoid is quite hypertrophied in patients with contralateral torticollis. Recommended injection dose is 15 to 100 units. Upper trapezius. This muscle unilaterally rotates the head to the opposite side and bilaterally extends the head. The postures that involve the upper trapezius include laterocollis, retrocollis, and torticollis. Isolate the trapezius at two finger breadths below the nuchal line at a depth of one centimeter. Recommended injection dose is 20 to 100 units. The scalene complex unilaterally bends the neck to the same side and is made up of the anterior, medius, and posterior muscles. One may consider using ultrasound for this muscle injection to avoid contacting the brachial plexus. Recommended injection is 15 to 50 units. Conclusion and Guiding Principles As an overall framework, the first step in treating cervical dystonia with botulinum toxin therapy is to identify which posture your patient presents with, appreciating that approximately two-thirds of patients with dystonia will have more than one posture. Let the symptoms and patient's goals be your driver in terms of which muscles to inject and the appropriate dose. The muscle injected and the doses may need to be adjusted during subsequent injection sessions. Caution should be taken as aggressive dosing may cause head lag, dysphonia, and swallowing difficulties. Overall, treating cervical dystonia effectively with botulinum toxin is extremely rewarding. You will appreciate improvement in the rotational aspects of the patient's dystonia, improvement in pain symptomology, and a definite improvement in their quality of life. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode of Azure News, 
please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review.